Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't Shavu, we ain't hot potting. How you feel, how you feel, how you feel? Hungry! <laughs> Welcome to episode 6 of Sit Down, Be Hungry, our tribute to Drake and more turkey. In this episode, we talk about my trip to Comey in Oakland. We welcome Jason Angeles, the dessert king of SF. We got some of the juicy bits for you, including Drake's rebar mitzvah, a Thanksgiving edition of Sauce on You, and more. Episode 6. Thank me later. Yeah, yeah! Holla, bitch, sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, Adobros and Sis Sigs. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, Episode 6. Glad you're here. This is Dine Peace. This is Chavid Dang. So, Episode 6. Episode 6. Episode the 6? The 6? I don't know. We'll get into more puns with it <laughs> later on. Episode the 6. Pray, prayer hands emoji? Prayer hands emoji. Oh, where I have those socks. Oh, you do? Uh, 40s and shorties. Prayer hey. hands. Okay. Pray for my haters, remember? Okay, okay. <laughs> we have a special guest again this week. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, uh, we'll introduce him later. He's a, you know, kind of known as a, the king of sweets okay. in the Bay. That's a good preview, I think. I mean, that's my name for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of exploits since last show. Oh, I also, shout out to Fernet. That's my shout out for this week. Yes, that was such a cool event. Yeah, my shout out goes to Fernet. Um, Fernet about it. Our, you saw our post on our Instagram. So uh, there was uh, the Fernet Barback Games yeah, at the, bar the Midway, yep. uh, which was my first time visiting that venue, and that was such a cool yeah, space. Yeah, I have heard I have heard of them before, and I guess from hearing from people, this was the 11th edition. If you live in the Bay Area, you've probably heard of this beverage by now. It's very synonymous with this region, although it's an Italian Amaro. We drink it. Everybody here drinks it. Yeah, it's a, it's a licorice digestive, I guess. Yeah, that's my favorite time to usually have is after a big meal. Just a pour of that on, over rocks is what I go to. I remember reading somewhere that like outside of, oh, I think San Francisco out of everywhere in the world consumes the most amount of Fernet. I think in the Americas or something like that. Our facts may or may not be right, but it's... It's everywhere here. I can I, tell you I d- never had it until moving here. And I definitely go to other towns and ask for it. And they're like, you mean that dusty bottle that no one orders? <laughs> it's in the back of the bar. But it's delicious. Um, usually you either like it or you don't, I would probably say. And if you don't, you're probably most likely maybe not going to be my friend. I know Flan Ray is you like it with water, right? Don't you drink tonic. Oh, t- tonic and uh, for now. And a lime. Lime's a nice touch, too. It's very common with, like, Coke. But lately it's been too much sugar for me. So I'm usually just been doing just on the rocks. Yeah, I mean, like, if you have a chance to visit um, the Barback Games next year, definitely worth to check it out. Yeah, they've expanded the event a lot. I guess the previous ones were just um, just the Barback Games, but for this time, because they had a larger venue, they did food and music. There was a free performance by the far side. The food actually had Fernet infused in some of the food. I didn't get to try any. Did you Yeah, we any? Yeah, we, we waited because we were just really kind of getting pretty drunk and hungry, so we just waited and ordered stuff there. I, I exited. Some, I exited early. Exited. Exited early for a halal wings plus. Yeah, shout out to the unofficial sponsor. Unofficial sponsor. <laughs> unofficial. Please sponsor us. Yeah, please sponsor us. <laughs> but yeah, overall, shout out to Fernet. <laughs> yeah, that was such a cool event. Like we kept on getting in line for all merch. this, all this swag. Yeah, until they decided to sponsor us. That's the only way we were gonna get our free Fernet merch. <laughs> until they. But the the us. merch was pretty clean looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very much like a whole experience. They had the art gallery with like the historic posters. Um, shout out to good company DJ. He dubbed it Fernetcon <laughs> since he just got back from ComplexCon. Complex yeah, yeah, so he was like, yeah, and Fernetcon was really fun too. I partially think he was serious about it, which makes it even funnier. 
So I'm sure you uh, saw some photos from Komi that Cheva Ding posted. So let's. I try to show some restraint. There might be more coming later. <laughs> I mean, there are if a you lot follow his personal IG, then you can see more photos of Komi. But yeah, there um, might be more coming on the account too. I took a lot, like everybody knows. Like, yeah. When you go there, it just phones out the whole time. So they um, held their second star this year, right? Yes, the first year of them retaining it. Um, so for the listeners out there, Komi is the only Michelin-starred restaurant here in the East Bay. There are plenty in the San Francisco area, Napa. There's many that you know. In my opinion, we have too many stars here. Too many stars? <laughs> SF, they give it out like fucking candy. <laughs> <laughs> they do, uh, I did see the, the tilt in the power this year because I guess the big duels like East Coast versus West Coast. Um, I guess for amount of three-starred places, New York has seven now and now we have eight. Yeah. Because uh, I think Qua got upgraded th- to three. Th- yeah. I mean, the couple, the few that got three, I think they deserve the three, but I feel like a lot of the ones that got one and two don't don't deserve it. Oh. But whatever. Yeah, I that's will just, say this. That's meal- just my opinion. I mean, I like Michelin <laughs> food and I like Taco Bell, so. Yeah. Well, what, as what do, do I. I as do what I. What do I know? Get you a diner. <laughs> get you a dine piece. I can eat both. <laughs> that's top of the line. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, it did feel like it was a two-star meal, and I mean that in the best way possible. It was, of course, amazing. Um, some of the highlights, like hey, let's ri- shout out Mama Ding again. Oh yeah, shout out to my mom. She's gonna listen and like text me probably after this. <laughs> Hi, Mama Ding. Oh, I yeah. hope you enjoyed that meal. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she was repping. We got some stickers. Oh, if you see us in person, you've probably seen that we got stickers. So find one of us somewhere, and maybe we'll give you a sticker. My mom has one on her or phone. Or slide through our DMs, and we'll send it to you. Maybe. I don't. I don't know if I have time to go to the post office, but maybe. Uh, I have a mailman that comes to my desk every day. Okay. Okay. That works, that works. <laughs> but yeah, right when we sat down at this meal, uh, they handed out like a fried oyster and then kind of like an onion pastry thing. There's like a fancy name for it, but I can't remember. Oh, it's called a financier? Financier, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Um, another highlight, they had some like cured trout. That was really nice. Um, so I forgot my menu at home because when you walk in, they don't give you a menu. They just start giving you stuff and then they give you the menu. Um, when you leave. Nice. Which I, I like thought that. was a fun touch. Yeah. I do like that. Because up front they ask like, just let us know if you have any uh, allergic restrictions, but if not, like just trust us, which I think is awesome. So about how many um, tasting, because it's, t- it's like tasting, right? Pretty so much. How, so how many tasting plates? It's advertised say? as like eight courses, but they give you a bunch of in-between bites. Yeah. So it'd probably be too long to go course by course, but some of the highlights was for sure, for me, the sourdough bread. Um, I'd heard a lot about it before going. Mm-hmm. And I must say it's probably, I don't know if just sourdough, but it might be the best bread I've ever had. What? I love a good sourdough bread. This one was like the best one. Like boudin, y'all tourists. Sorry, boudin, but like you guys go happy with your overly creamy clam chowder. (laughs) This, they served it with like an egg yolk with like some smoked figs and uh, it made it almost look like the whole thing was just the egg itself, but it was really just the yolk. And they put it in like this, this kind of foam of smoked figs and like crispy other bits in there. And you could just sop it up with this sourdough. It was so good. I was really trying to eat a lot of sourdough on its own. And I showed some restraint too, because when the the waiter came back, I didn't expect this. They're like, should we put another loaf in the oven for you? And I was like, ooh, thinking about <laughs> but I was like, I don't want to get overly full for I the rest of the day. I always get screwed over by yeah. the free bread. Yeah, because and and this bread was like you could eat three loaves of this by yourself. But yeah. it was halfway through the dinner, so I was like, I'm gonna save my appetite. If I have room at the end, and my my mom was like, or I think it was my aunt, can we get one like to go? I was like, no, don't ask them yet. We'll find out later. Yeah, don't ask for the bread to go. It was. I mean, warm. if anything, like I'm so down to like pay for a loaf. It was so good. Like, yeah. I would like, can I just buy one? Yeah. Oh, you've had it too? No, I've never been to Kumi. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, I would back. be down to pay. I'll, I'll go back next month when it's like a new menu. Because okay. I think they do the sourdough. I might be wrong, but I think they do the sourdough with a lot of the menus because it's such a big hit. Yeah. Um, okay. That was one of the highlights. Uh, I had a really good abalone. 
with a uh, fermented lettuce, which sounds weird, but it, it kind of looked like a dolma when it came out because it was like a really deep green. Nice. And with a uh, liver XO sauce. What? It was a really cool abalone thing. I posted that one on my personal account. It might make an appearance again on uh, on the account page. That was really nice. Um, some really simple, but it was really amazing chicken. Uh, probably the juiciest breast meat I've had on chicken. So you mentioned that you um, were going to do a uh, pairing, but you weren't sure. Oh, that, I did the beverage pairing. Yeah, but you weren't sure if it was going to be wine or cocktails because it didn't specify. It just said yeah, alcohol yeah, yeah. pairing. So yeah. what, what did that end up being? It, it was mostly wine. Um, okay. But the first beverage was a, a sake, nice. which was really nice. Did your mom and aunt end up sharing some with you? Yeah, I gave them sips because I was the only one at the table that got it. And and if you're going with people that don't drink a lot, one one person getting the beverage edition is enough because everyone can just get sips. Also, probably because I was with family, I probably shouldn't have done the whole thing by myself anyways and then just acted a fool in front of my family. I never get a wine pairing just because like by the time I go through the whole thing, I'm wasted. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember were, what I ate and there I, were I some, don't like that. There were some cool vintages, like some from 2007, some from 2009. Um, none of them were from America, which was pretty crazy. That's cool. A lot of them were from France. Uh, I think he got one from Australia. There was one beer. I think the beer actually went with the abalone. It was a Saison. Yes. That was really good. And awesome. So Kumi, the name sounds French. French, so is it French-centric food? Um, I think it's still more of like that California vibe where we just have the access. I mean, we kind of know we have access to amazing ingredients. Mm -hmm. So of course, yes, there's still some Asian influence since the, the chef is Laos. And, um, oh, I didn't know he was Laos. I believe so. And he, you could definitely see, you know, he has Hawker Fair just under that and then mm -hmm. uh, Old Can, which is more bar food. No, it definitely felt like, I know it's kind of an overused word now, but like California. Yeah, um, I mean, that's where we're at. Yeah, no, a lot of Asian influence, which was cool. And for the dessert, uh, they brought a palate cleanser of like a cucumber sorbet with creme fraiche, Thai basil, and lime. And I, I think there were crispy bits of cucumber down there too, with, along with the sorbet. So the texture was really interesting. Oh, yeah. But the craziest dessert they brought out was this whipped olive oil like wafer. And under it were strawberries. I'm reading it from the, the fuzzy screenshot I took since I forgot my menu. Whipped olive oil with strawberries and coriander. Something I can't pronounce. <laughs> Something else I can't pronounce. Oh, let me see. I can probably oh. pronounce it. Let me no, see. No, oh no, that was the wine it went with. It okay. was a dessert wine, but uh, it was the it was the olive oil wafer was really good. It was really fluffy and light. That one is on my personal account. And then after that, they brought out some chamomile marshmallows, which were really cool, and some like chocolate thing. Nice. nice. But uh, I was excited about it, but not as much as the main courses, because I'm I'm as much as I like desserts, I'm more of a savory person. Like I'm team savory. Team sweet's cool, but team savory all day out here. I love when a place can mix savory and sweet together because yeah. I, I prefer savory as well. But you know, I, I, by the time dessert time comes, I'm usually pretty full. But yeah, it, I was, it, and that would have been even worse if I got that second loaf of sourdough. <laughs> so I tried to play it safe, even though I'd really love to have some of that sourdough right I now. I mean, I'm starting. always down if I'm with you know four people and we can share one dessert. I'm cool with that. No, but. well, it was the course thing, so everybody got one. Yeah, and, but at least it's a small piece. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not. I like sweet. Sweets, but savory, if I had to choose, savory would be my option. But if they can mix savory and sweet together, that's a plus. It's always an Like, I, I always love an olive oil cake that's yeah. put together. Yeah, and this was like the wafer, and that was really cool. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to segue into our guest today, Jason Angelo. Welcome, welcome. Hello, guys. What's up? Hey. So, do you want to talk about what you do, or I can talk about it? Um, well, maybe I could do the official rundown of the shit I do, because... <laughs> 
I got a lot on my plate. Go for it. Go. Go. What uh, you do? Founder of Frozen Custard in 2011. Co-founder of Sugar and Spun in 2013. Co-founder of Hook Mini Donuts in 2016. And recent investor in trademark and copyright. Copyright, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of sweet things. Uh, I'm a sweet guy. <laughs> Yeah, super excited to have Jason, also my friend, on the show. And uh, yeah, Jason really helped me out at the last entry. He uh, provided my the ice cream for the dessert portion. That rum it was Ooh. very forward. Yeah. Delicious. Was it good? Did I it pair it. up well? Everyone loved it. Dude, I, I, I was so sad that I missed out on that. I couldn't even find parking to <laughs> drop that stuff off. So I sent my employee to drop that in. But toasted coconut, that was Amp's idea. And then we upped it with Appleton rum to give it like a a nice tropical balance because Vietnam is pretty tropical if you really think about it. For sure, yeah. Especially the southern part. So I think that was a really great pairing. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with, like I said, not being a dessert person. Yeah. But finally, uh, this last Friday at the Undiscovered Night Market, you were set up there and a uh, dime piece just went back there and made her own popsicle. Yeah, I do what I want. But, yeah. But... <laughs> It was no, fantastic. she made it a point twice. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, it's, it's all good, but we had a line the whole time, girl. I don't, wait, I don't wait in line. <laughs> I know you don't. I wouldn't expect you to wait in line. The best part is I get to go back and make my own uh, bars. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. So we got to try two. They were both really good. So I made a, a Turon one okay. with cereal milk. And the second one was strawberry shortcake, which is my favorite FK bar. So for the first one, if you're not aware of the dish, because I had only seen it before trying it, it looks like there's like a lumpia on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up with that? Uh, well, Turon, for a lot of people that don't know what it is, it, it's a dessert lumpia or dessert egg mm -hmm. roll. It is made by my homies with Lumpia Company. Okay. So, so shout out to Alex and his crew. Yeah, so the Tron is made traditionally with, you know, banana, jackfruit. The texture is awesome. Like, I think that's the most fun part for me when I got to try it. I love that texture you're not usually familiar with in a dessert in that context. Like, the only other time in dessert I've had that kind of texture is maybe like a pastry. Right. Not right with right. something cold, like with custard like that. So it was definitely a good, like flip that I wasn't expecting. That was really nice. Yeah, and the, the main thing is um, that whole bar concept with the Theron came up for Olympia Festival last year. So the whole FK bar, I, I, I envisioned and created that about a year ago, and it really jumped off for Outside Lands last year. So that was a real launch event. It's a beautiful dish. It's very Instagrammable. Yeah, it's Instagrammable. I know we have to clean it up a little bit more, but to inject something new into a brand that was created about five, six years ago, I always want to stay on top of what's going on and what's new and all that. So kind of like a uh, reinventing. Well, I wouldn't say like a reinvent, but more of an additional oh, okay. line under the FK umbrella. Because the, yeah, the custard, the, the bar itself was delicious, really right. dense, um, not too sweet, because I'm still not being a sweet person. I don't like when things are overly sweet, but yeah. the balance was there. Right on. Really rich. Like my only thing with that Turon bar is like, how can we get it so that when you take a bite of it, it doesn't fall apart? Yeah. yeah and that's, that, that's, that's part of the fun, the, though. That's yeah, part yeah. of the that's fun. That's the hard part. So yeah. good, good thing it comes with like a tray so yeah. you could catch so, anything. Awesome, guys. How, let's talk about that uh, strawberry shortcake bar, though. Oh, man. Man. That's my favorite. Like I talked about last show with my uh, love for uh, green bean casserole. Yeah. <laughs> the 
I'm gonna connect this. The nostalgia, because everyone's grew up eating that Blue Bunny shortcake bar, and this yeah. definitely felt like the, the updated the, version. That, and that's the inspiration when I went down to Anaheim. So the, let me let me like retrack on the background on how I created the FK bar line. We went down to Anaheim Packing District, and I saw a pop bar. Mm-hmm. We were gonna pick up our second food truck in Anaheim, so I was like, let's go check out what's going down here in LA, or not really LA. What do you call Anaheim? <laughs> Orange County. Orange County. What's up with the OC? Yeah. (laughs) Dime Piece is the resident uh, geographical local expert on that. So I see Pop Bar at the Anaheim Packing District and it's hella cracking. And then I get in line, I order my thing, and I'm like, this isn't that good, man. I'm like, I I love the concept. They had FK Bar before I ever had Pop Bar because Pop Bar is now in LA. Yeah. And uh, one of my visits home, I tried it and I was like, Oh, yeah, okay. no, it's... Well, and I've been spoiled already by FK Bar. Well, so it, it is derived from that whole concept of dressing up a, a bar. And I wanted to come up with things that were nostalgic, innovative, and creative. So nostalgic was Strawberry Shortcake Bar. It tasted like my childhood, but like and, now. And, <laughs> and I know Amp has tried a lot of <laughs> my different things under Sugar and Spun, FK... Did you try some of my hook I, stuff? I haven't tried any of the hook stuff. It's quite an it's umbrella you got okay. going on. It's always at the, is it off the grid, right? It's a, yeah, yeah. We're and always I, I, at I off the grid um, Presidio. But we do have a cotton candy flavor called strawberry shortcake. Ooh, and I got to try that. And I create that with freeze dry strawberries and shortbread cookies that are crumbled down. And I was like, dude, you know, together that tastes like the ice cream bar but that we that, grew up. That's got to be an interesting experience because it's not cold. What room temperature? At yeah, least, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Sounds so like a cool experience. So whipping everything together. Spinning everything together? <laughs> spinning everything together. <laughs> but, but with the FK bar, dipping in white chocolate, putting the shortbread cookies, finishing it off with the freeze-dried strawberries, and having it, I was like, dude, this is fucking legit. You know, like, it's one of those... Aha so moments where, where, you know, I create a lot of shit, but when I actually try it and it, you know, the idea is like, damn, that shit is legit. That was one of the damn, this is legit That's feelings. definitely got to be a keeper on the menu then. For sure. For sure. So it's now at, can we talk about our semi-permanent oh, pop-up? Go for whatever you're trying yeah. to do, man. So you could get the FK bars over at 19th and Guerrero inside of Dolores Outpost. Ooh, perfect um, to take it to the park. Yeah. I mean, it's a block away from Dolores Park and we're in process of building a walk-up window but currently you have to go inside but friday through sunday fk bars at dolores outpost you could get the strawberry shortcake not the turon turon is specific you gotta wait for that you gotta wait for that but you could get the now semi-world famous s'mores bar which why why is it world famous now well (laughs) you know okay i talked about us creating it about a year ago right we got on cnn got on travel channel and we got on the filipino channel specifically for the s'mores bar and the shit is fire like you know the whole idea of how do you get something with toasted marshmallow on a bar and you know putting together the campfire nostalgia onto a stick um that I would had it yet i gotta try this brick and mortar happening so for for a lot of people that live around the hate lower hate district you've probably seen our shop it's like there you could see the mural that i had made you peek inside wallpapers up equipment saying it's seriously ready to open menu board all that i'm excited for the yeah. listeners that don't know who i am Jason has promised me a once a month scooping day. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. What do you okay, mean? I remember you? that. I remember. <laughs> 
Scooping ice cream is my lifelong dream. Yeah, oh, there you go. Wait, wait, is this a, a stage? Are you gonna work for free that day? Or are we saying the scoop stage? <laughs> I mean, I already stage. have ice cream and sugar and spun for life. Yeah, yeah, no, she's got it all locked. And I if think. you're gonna get a cone, I probably made it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, she she stepped in to make cones one day, and she was pounding it out. I used the free labor for at least an hour and a half, <laughs> and she was pounding it out. How many did you make? Like forty cones? No, fifty something. Because we did uh, matcha cones and ube cones. Ube and cones, the, and, and then if, we did a then we mixed them too. And we did a hybrid. Oh, I remember seeing you post about that. Yeah, that looked that, really cool. No, no, the remix. But if people don't understand cone making, waffle cone making is a real legit process, you and you what? need to respect. That. For sure, I Just had put no some idea. respect on that cone. I yeah. had no idea how hard cones were to make, and I'm like, "Yo, that extra dollar seventy five is hella worth it." Yeah, no, you, you know, I went to like uh, Salt and Straw recently, and they, I think they charge like a dollar, dollar fifty. That sounds like, like not a lot. Worth it, yeah. like straight up, dude. I messed up so many, and it's it, the hard part is when you roll it. Yeah, mm. that's it, the hard part. To you make have not to be any, fast. it has to be fast, but not too fast because you're gonna get cracks. It's it's a, it's a thing. Wow, yeah. I have a new found appreciation for waffle cones. Yeah, when you have it, I want you to look at it, you know, view it, appreciate it, and then enjoy it. <laughs> I, I intend to, and I'm going to remember this conversation. Yeah, awesome, <laughs> dude. But yeah, thank so, you, Jason. Yeah, if you guys ever, you want to know the nitty gritty about the whole ice cream frozen dessert game, I'm the guy you could talk to. But like, but let's talk about a little bit more about the flavor. So why I love frozen custard so much. I mean, I think everyone here is Asian and we, we have nostalgic flavors <laughs> that we love. But one of my favorite flavors from frozen custard is the black sesame and the avocado. Oh, I, I do love Ooh. that flavor. Avocado, it's the Asian flavors that you love. I, I mean, I like all the flavors for the most yeah. part. But, you know, the avocado is the Vietnamese avocado shake for me. You know, I like interjecting part of my culture and, you know, my friends' cultures into the mainstream. So a lot of the things we do with flavors, Sundays, it's like a che, Jedi. Che va mao Sunday. Yeah, che va mao Sunday. It's like a Jedi mindfuck that we try to do. And we're going to continue to do. I don't like following trends exactly because the whole trend now is this Instagram shit, like colorful, you know, pile on pile, like overdone. I'm not about that. Like, well, it's still got to taste good. It's still got to taste good. And that's the main thing. Like, I really want to push hard on tasting good rather than looking good. When you can do both, it's still a win-win. And I think we're doing. I think so. Definitely we're, we're, with we're the FK, FK bars are super Instagrammable. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. I haven't visited the truck in a while, but I don't know what Sundays you guys are doing now. Oh, I mean, a lot of the classics, but the one that like surprises me that it's been popular and we had to keep it on is the Champorado Sunday. Ooh. I haven't had that. Do you know what that is? I know what Champorado yeah, is. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, Latino people get mixed up because Champorado to them the, is completely different. For the listeners, what is Champorado for the listeners? So Champorado is a Filipino dessert breakfast thing, which is uh, rice. It's like a chocolate rice pudding. Served, but, uh, I didn't know there was chocolate in there. Served warm? War served warm. Yeah, yeah. Served warm. Uh, almost like a porridge. But the limitations on really good ingredients in the Philippines suck. So milk is hard to get. Real chocolate's hard to, you know, manufacture. So they opted for, like, powdered milk or Nestle powder. And I think that's how a lot of great dishes have been created is through necessity. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you don't have access to what you think you want, you're going to make do with what yeah. you've got. And the results you get are always something really yeah. exciting. So what we did was... I had this idea of what if we put our frozen custard on Chumperado and make Chumperado better? 
So what we did is we took uh, sticky rice, melted down guitar chocolate, kept it vegan because some people are vegan. So when you come up to the truck and you can't fuck with dairy like me. There you go. You get it without the evaporated milk in the scoop. But anyways, the Sunday is the chomparado, which Filipino terms is chocolate rice sugar. Um, Latino style is cinnamon and sugar, no chocolate. So you put a scoop, evaporated milk, and when you mix that stuff up, the hot and then the cold. Oh, I love when you can play with the temperatures like that. Because oh, you've got to really have it like at that time to make sure you get that yeah, right yeah. experience. It's like having spicy and sweet, you know what I'm saying? Or sweet and salty. It's it it plays with your senses in a mind where uh, in a way that you're like damn i'm really having these like contrasting things at the same time nice. which is dope well, we got to get to the truck and try that yeah and i think that's probably something we'll bring to the shop i, w- I was on the fence well, the shop's that. coming soon so okay then we'll just go get it yeah. for our yeah. listeners we can go the listeners can go to trademark and copyright to get the bars right well no 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 you I could thought, how come i've always had it there where at the i've at, had it at the bar before no that you came for just a promotion that oh, we were doing Bad. But you can get the ice cream at the bar too, right? Because you can, you, get, the yeah. co- you can so, get the cocktail shakes. Well, yeah. Let me uh, clarify yeah. Let's that. See the proper pl- proper plug for time. dying piece over here. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> so I, I created another line, FK Reserve, which is semi-permanent pop-up. So at, many CEOs over here. <laughs> <laughs> semi-permanent pop-up over at Trademark. And FK Reserve is my take on the adult dessert concept you know we have our Meaning alcohol adding booze <laughs> adding booze to flavors which you guys had at your pop-up we have um our boozy milkshakes which has been published on a lot of local websites and blogs as being one of the hot cocktails of san francisco which blows my mind <laughs> i'm like every time i create something and people talk about it it's just like mind blown type of level but yeah that's that's a semi-permanent pop-up you can't get the bars at fk reserve but what you can get is a late night wow factor for that uh tinder date <laughs> uh, for that it. injection into your stale relationship <laughs> <What>? <laughs> About this I mean, it, you, you, you're pushing the boundaries. So, I mean, yeah, you could totally get that feeling over there. Um, but the bars, our FK bars is a semi-permanent pop-up over at Dolores Outpost, 19th and Guerrero, and our scoop shop's Lower Hate. So we, that's the FK umbrella right there. For 2018, we're going to work on getting our FK bars on the retail shelves. So Whole Foods, Safeway, this is the world's first frozen custard bar. It does not exist. So but yeah. re- recap, you can do uh, trademark for the boozy shake, yeah. outpost for the bars, yeah. lower hate for the very soon brick and mortar, yeah. and you can see me scoop. Yeah, and, and Dime Piece is going to be scooping there. Can, um, are we going to do a quick rundown of what the else? other things? Yeah let's, get, yeah, let's do them. Let's do them. Um, sugar and Spun, my baby that I created from the idea of watching Shrek. Just to get you guys sped up, we started off as a pop-up vendor, got into outside lands, did off the grid. And I figured this business isn't supposed to be like frozen custard. We, we're not going to get a truck. Doing the tent stuff sucked, like setting up, selling, hope to make money. But people really enjoyed our cotton candy and wanting to, you know, Netflix and chill with it. <laughs> 
So I was like, our whole game is going to be wholesale. And now I'm appreciative and I'm blessed that we're distributed in all 50 states Ooh. and we're making moves outside of Did the, the United Amazon States. Did the Amazon thing go through? We're yeah. live. You're live on we're Amazon. We're live as fuck. Right. You're prime. You're prime. prime. You're prime. Not prime. Not prime. Not prime. Oh, you ship almost. direct because okay. to be prime, you have to be in an Amazon warehouse. Oh, and oh we did want, not know that. It was just fun to say. Yeah, we want to control the quality, so we ship out. But here's the crazy thing: I posted it last Sunday. We finally just got onto M and getting on Amazon is hard as fuck. <laughs> like, if you guys are like, "Oh, you know, be appreciative of the shit on Amazon," because. <laughs> Someone has to put that shit up, yeah. get approved, go through the whole process. It's hard as fuck. Like it took me like two months to get onto Amazon, but we're live. And then we got our first order the next day. That's amazing. And I'm like, I'm not even paying for Amazon dollars spend because you could promote your post. I wonder what that user typed in to get to. Cool cotton candy. Uh, fucking awesome. They, awesome they just typed in awesome and then <laughs> they were like, awesome up. dessert, uh, <laughs> mind blowing. Alone. I, I, there was a limit on my keywords, but uh, I think awesome was one of them. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Shout out to Cotton Candy Poppy. Hey. What up, Justin? I know he's listening or he's going to listen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the whole the whole sugar and spun thing, me and Justin are just really trying to reinvent the game and, you know, blow it up so fucking big that Cotton Candy's never going to be the same. And I think we're, we're making major moves. I agree. I, I, like I love sugar and spun. Yeah, thank you. We man. just had some ube before this. You had some ube Ube fiasco. Ube fiasco. Why? Was it good? <laughs> no, because I lupe fiasco. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I love did you, did you guys get the t the flavor profile out yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt oh. like with that one, you had to get a good chunk of it to get yeah. it. Yeah. For a little, like a little pinch, you didn't, but. The, uh, did you get the mango sumon? Yeah, I've tried them all. How did you like that one? I don't know what Suman is. So it's Sticky just rice. Oh, MSR. <laughs> you know, you go to a Thai place. MSR. I don't have no, it sounds like a car, like an import car. I think about M MSRP. I think, about, <laughs> I think about price tags. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or import car scene, like fast. There you go. Right? So, yeah, that's Sugar and Spun and... Um, I don't know anything about the hooked one. Let, let, yeah, let me talk about that. <laughs> Let me talk about that. Uh, well, you know, so my my whole mo is the whole frozen, uh, the, the the whole dessert game, right? King of sweets. And I I have that need or that urge to create something. Like it feels like every two years, I want to do something new and different. It's not a bad problem to have. It's not, and it it's good. Like so far, I've been churning out hits. Churning. There you Get go. It? Hey. Oh gosh. Churning out <laughs> hits. Um, but. Recently, with my cousin Philip and his wife Judy, I had this whole idea. I've seen, you know, the fresh mini donuts from Trish's over at Pier 39, seeing another competitor, which I don't want to name, <laughs> seeing what they put out. It's like, how do I take what we're doing with frozen custard and sugar and spun and implement that on this fresh mini donuts like who doesn't like fresh donuts not good people i mean you gotta not, be not seriously <laughs> you're not my friend if you don't like fresh donuts like as much as some people might not like crispy cream but when you see that shit on a conveyor belt the fresh and donuts you warm. and dipping in the glaze but that that kind of like shifted over into creating hooked and and what it was like 
serving cool, fresh donuts. And San Francisco's lacking that. So if, yeah, yeah. If, if there's someone that could label me, I don't know if it's a sweets dealer, but seeing... <laughs> No, Dime Piece, you had it, right? That's what you were trying to dub? I mean, I, I think you're the king of sweets. I, yeah, I'm not we... yet. I, I'm technically not yet. Because I mean, you have chance. so many avenues. Yeah. I mean, who else is doing sweets I'm, better? I'm diversifying my sweet Diversify portfolio. Diversify your bonds. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I, I, I just want I want things that I would want, you know? And, and I think that is where a lot of cool ideas and cool businesses are born out of things that you wanted so you fucking created it yeah if i don't have it i'll do it and then other people are probably bound to agree with me i mean that's why like these passion projects or whatever workout was because you truly back it 100 percent. and if you're gonna do things half-assed it's gonna fail yeah and that's why i i respect you so well because you truly believe in your product and and because you love it and so that's why fk and sugar and spun and hooked they're gonna it's not gonna it's not a a small little thing that's just gonna go away it's gonna become a household name yeah and And i truly believe it because i know you you're my friend i know how passionate you are about your craft but going 100 i think that's the main thing and two having business partners to support your idea because I'm only one person. There's only 24 hours in a day. There's only seven days a week. So we're bounded, we're constrained by time. And thank God I have people that believe in my vision because they're able to execute these ideas that I have. The Justin, the Philip, the Judy, the mm-hmm. other Justin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes um, a village. Shout out, cowboy. Shout out, cowboy. Shout out, Phil, Judy. This is, these are all of the original ideas and creative things that I've come up with, but everything is built on a solid foundation. And you can't build a building without the right workers, the right concrete, all that. And when all things come together, that's when you see things like the Salesforce Tower. You know what I'm saying? The oh, we big, can see it. It's <laughs> you can't miss that. But that's what I'm talking about. It takes, it takes not just one person, it takes like several people and execution so i'm blessed by that by having great people around me um i don't know what my next project is i'm i'm trying to open another bar uh, i don't want to talk about it yet but that's we'll get you back on when that's yeah ready. yeah yeah so i i think now I'm, I'm really focusing on investing in new bars and cryptocurrency oh god you are all about the Bitcoin. Yeah, so I'm I'm all about that. We could talk about that on a different episode. But shout out Ethereum, shout out Bitcoin, shout out Neo. Litecoin's I'm not in Litecoin, but I should be in Litecoin. But I fuck with everything else. And we do with you as well. Um, thanks for being on. We'll post all your outlets on yeah. our on our socials, and uh, we'll see. Actually, we'll actually see you in a little bit because we're gonna get some uh, dessert opi- other dessert opinions on you. Yes. Okay. Thank you for having me, guys. I, I really appreciate this. I hope we didn't run too long, but uh, you guys can always reach out to me, Jace Mark Angelis, on Instagram <laughs> and all my other food channels, Sugar and Spun, FK, and Hook Donuts. Taking over. <laughs> It is now time for the juicy bits. I said that. I know. I was was adding emphasis. I was adding emphasis. I was adding emphasis. Okay, okay. Chill out. I'm chill. (laughs) This is uh, the segment where we talk about food news that you need to know about, and so does your stomach. All right. What do we got this week? 
So since this is episode six, aka the Drake episode or Drake episode, Drake episode, according to Post Provolone over here, <laughs> you'll meet him later. You'll meet him later. Yeah, you'll meet him later. Um, yeah, I mean it's very fitting to talk about the sex god. What what Aubrey doing right now? <laughs> What's Aubrey doing? So it's a little behind, but it's still really relevant. He just had a rebar mitzvah. <laughs> That's a very Drake thing to do. So he had a party at the catch in West Hollywood, and uh, we got this article through Complex. Yeah, so the, the writer talked about how he is a frequent visitor of Cheesecake Factory, and there was, uh, from an insider, there was lack of Cheesecake Factory-esque <laughs> things at this party. <laughs> but he had his own pizza boxes. That's incredible. With a young young Aubrey on it. Young a- Aubrey. <laughs> Aubrey, what is you doing? Poppy's Pizzeria. You, you need to find this article and look at this photo because it's an amazing pizza box. It doesn't really say it is poppies. Is, is it because he's the champagne poppy? I think so. That's but, so But I want to know who really made the pizza, though. Yeah, it was probably knowing that he's into food, it was probably really good pizza. Um, he had um, red cups, like solo red cups. It says Aubrey's Rebar Mitzvah. <laughs> Dippin' Dots, which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, I feel like you're self-proclaimed female version of Drake. <laughs> I really wish there was like a Dippin' Dots, like, bar here. <laughs> there you go. If, there, if anyone works there listening, I live pretty idea. close to Fisherman's Wharf and I, I would assume there's got to be something there. Oh yeah, that would do great. The closest thing I did find, there is a Dippin' Dots vending machine at the Livermore Outlets. Mm. That, sounds, that sounds fun. <laughs> I'm it, not going all the way out there for fucking Dippin' Dots. <laughs> <laughs> I hate outlet shopping. <laughs> That's the worst. It hates you back. <laughs> but yeah, I wish we were invited to this party because we could have been hanging out with Leo to, DiCaprio, Toby, my man Lamar. Toby, my man OG, my that's my Spider Man. <laughs> no, is there other Spider Man? Like the new ones, he was like the OG Spider Man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, him yeah. hanging out with Jamie Foxx, Usain Bolt. Apparently, uh, Leo and McGuire were dancing to um, Two Chains. Hmm. Who I don't see was here though, that I think should have been there was Guy Fieri. <laughs> So shout out to Hot Ones and the First We Feast fam. But uh, when he was on, when he was on the show, they, there's an Instagram picture of them together in the kitchen, and it's one of my favorite. I'd have to probably say it's one of my favorite pictures of all time. You you have Google, you can go look at it. But there's a picture of Drake and Guy Fieri in the kitchen. I vaguely incredible. remember Flan Ray is having that as your cover photo. <laughs> am I right? Or am I right? Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> so speaking of Guy Fieri, the next juicy bit I want to talk about. There's Fieri Con. Uh, let's see. I think it's in New York. Hundreds of Guy Fieri's <laughs> set to swarm Manhattan again this weekend. This one's from Eater. Oh God, there's so many. There's gonna be so many flame shirts. <laughs> all the guys, all the guys, Fieri. Maybe a lot of red Corvettes too. I don't honestly. I don't know that much about Guy Fieri. I know you, you guys love him so much. Oh, he's he's the best. He's our patron saint. <laughs> he's very fly Fieri. All I know is that he has crazy hair, flame shirts, and then he eats really bad food on the road. He eats. <laughs> He's similar to us. He invented bucket nachos. Uh, no. Yes. No. I'm going to slowly get you on the Fieri's. I'm gonna, we're you gonna like be... I think you guys like Guy Fieri so much because he's in Sack. Yeah, he, uh, he, he did sack. used to have a restaurant. He you did guys used love to... Sack so hard. He used to have a restaurant there. <laughs> he's trying Shut... to convert me to love Sack. We still will. We still... Sacramento's a great Sacramento. town. Sacramento. So there used to be a Texas Wasabi's there. So shout out to Texas Wasabi's on Arden something, I think. <laughs> but it's not there anymore. And it's not there anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> But shout out to shout out to Guy Fieri, which is his real name. Um, he made it fancy for television. So our friends uh, King Most and Cheryl, they dressed that was 
favorite Halloween costume ever. It was girl and guy peony. <laughs> it was so good. But no, shout out to what he's doing with food. He's really making it approachable and he's really uh, making it fun. I, I mean, you wouldn't know yet too much because you don't watch too much of it, but he's great. I've, I've had my hair a fair share of... Your hair share? <laughs> my fair. Your hair share? Sorry, I took more than one shot of Willet today. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what is it? The DDDs? Or what is the show called? Diner Drive-Ins and Knives? Yeah, the show's That's terrible. all right here right now. <laughs> that show. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a great show. Because they, they do all kinds of... They, you never know what he's going to find on the road. That's what always keeps you tuning in. The only thing I know about him is someone stole his car not too long ago. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, what, a couple years ago. But, okay, what, what's what's going to happen at this Fieri con? I think it's just a bunch of people dressed up together like Guy Fieri. Oh my god, that sounds like in a Manha- horrible place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Fieri con, the now annual and inexplicable celebration of Guy Fieri will turn this weekend to NYC. Participants will honor the mayor of Flavortown with the five-stop bar crawl that ends naturally at Guy Fieri's American Kitchen and Bar at Times Square. Organizers in the official event say showing up in Guy Fieri cosplay is not required to participate, but is highly encouraged. Uh, this is like Santa Con times 1,000 worse. <laughs> Flavor, Flavor, the Flavortown edition. They're going to sell a lot of hair products. Oh, my God. And, and, uh, what is it, like Gorilla Glue or something? I, I, don't, I don't know. I may not attend this event, but I'd love to witness it. Uh, speaking of flame shirts and things that are fiery, like Guy Fieri. 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 Guy Ferrari. Guy Ferrari. Flaming hot Cheetos. Turkey is a Thanksgiving feast America deserves. Oh, this, this one's also from Eater. It's a big bird smothered in atomic corn dust. The picture looks amazing. You know, I don't like connect that Cheetos is corn. I don't know why. Because you just think about that red number 40. It's just like crispy air. With flavor, I don't. I, I didn't. I actually didn't know that it was corn based. Mm, I, yeah, <laughs> Did I didn't. No, I probably didn't care. <laughs> but no, this looks delicious. I would try it. It's. It looks like it's just kind of like crumpled up as a breadcrumb thing and then put on top. And it's prepared. Sometimes it involves applying a bacon lattice around the bird, frying like a giant hot wing, or stuffing it other small forms of poultry. Um, so this is from Eater, and, and this subtitle is Eater I Don't Know. It's like a <laughs> subcategory of things that they're like, we'll post about it, but we're just not really sure if we back it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. I would try it, because I put hot Cheetos on like a lot of stuff. It really kind of becomes a condiment at some point. Why can't they just leave hot Cheetos alone? I don't know. I'm into it, because you know what? Naturally, we put it on a bunch of stuff anyways. Like, I it's don't. C- I, I, I like if I find the the bag of it at work, I'm putting on anything. I put it on cream cheese bagels. I put it in my breakfast tacos. Hot Cheetos goes with cream cheese. That is all, and and on uh, stain your fingers. <laughs> or this is shout out to my mom again for listening. This is one of her pro tips: just eat it with chopsticks. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get red fingers. But shout out to Red that Number would Forty. Only worked at work if the cream cheese was whipped. Mm, Otherwise, be it'd be hard. No, but yeah, it's turkey season. <laughs> I think. You know, with food trends out there, they're always going to try to do something exciting. Like, we all know Brian is, pro- is like one of the go-to methods or frying. I feel like the frying trend was big for a while, but then too many people burn their houses down. <laughs> this is a safer way to fry, not fry, but to coat your turkey. I, don't know, I, would tr- I would try it. I just feel like in the last couple of years, like Flaming Hot Cheetos, there was a definitely an upspike on like adding that shit to everything, like on a lote. Yeah, well, it already um, kind of looks like the paprika and stuff you're putting on it anyways. It's that red number 40. <laughs> I love red number 40. I love red number 42. I like hot Cheetos by itself or with cream cheese. Or breakfast tacos. Or... No. <laughs> yes. Or like if I get a sad salad at work, I'll put it on my salad for some crunch. Like, you know how I do potato chips in my sandwich? Yeah. I don't hold Cheetos or hot Cheetos same in the same, rega- same regard. Like, I guess I don't want that kind of crunch in my food. So no no to crushed chips on a turkey. For me, no crushed chips on a turkey. Aww. My mom would be fucking pissed. 
pissed about that. That's <laughs> She's true. like, what the fuck did you do to my turkey? <laughs> <laughs> you can try this at not Thanksgiving time. I honestly only eat a roast turkey during Thanksgiving. Yeah, but that's, I would love to try this. That's hot enough quota version. for the year for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this basically talks about how America tries to outdo themselves all the time. Like, why do you want to fuck with something that's good? Like, what, if, what's it's worth, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. I guess. People are trying to be extra too much. Yeah, it's holiday time. You got to be. All right. It's time for the most controversial bit on this podcast. It's called Saucin' on You. Saucin' or Saucin'. We named three food things. You got to pick one and never have it again. We've got our guest Jason back here. Damn. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? All right, I'm going to name I don't even know what you're going to throw at me. No, that's that's the point. That's the beauty of this. We don't know. So back to making uh, a sweet Drake edition. All right. An ode to Thanksgiving. And continue our Thanksgiving vibe. The three items are pecan pie, pecan pecan, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie. Start with our guest. Just quick thought. Which one? One. Um, I would get rid of sweet potato pie. I'm with you on that. Yeah. No, I mean, I like pumpkin pie. And when I have sweet potato pie, they usually dress it up with marshmallow fluff because it needs to be dressed up. You know what I'm saying? It needs more to taste good. Everything else just tastes good. This is my hot take. I'm dropping pumpkin pie. What? Sorry. I this is the time of the year. You just dropped the I'm dropping it. I'm dropping it in front year. of the family. It's, you know, I enjoy it, but yeah. I think here's my reasoning why too. I've had too many bad store-bought ones throughout my entire life. I have recently had good ones, yeah. but not enough to salvage how many times I've had bad ones. I know I'm kind of going back what, on What my... was bad about the pumpkin pie? Was it the flavor profile? I think... Uh, well, first of all, store-bought pies are garbage because exactly. the crust, crust is always But bad. when I still have bad store-bought pecan or sweet potato pies, I'm yeah. still like, I can still rock with this. But you know what? That's almost as bad as buying like Safeway sushi. You know what I'm saying? You have to have some good ass fucking pumpkin pie to then and, toss and, it away. And though, I also really like marshmallows though. So that's also oh, so why, that's I, why you wanted the sweet I'm a potato. Big marsh- I'm a big marshmallow guy. So do you like sweet potato or do you like the marshmallow fluff? I like fluff? sweet potatoes you as like a vehicle. <laughs> Jordan actually, I mean, Chavin actually likes marshmallow fluff pie. I know. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm challenging. But I also love sweet potatoes in general. No, I do oh, love okay. pumpkin pie, but I'm just saying if I had to pick between that's the point of this bit. But isn't sweet potato and pumpkin super close? They are very close. Profile. Also, it's, it is very close. Also, close. as much as I love pumpkin and that kind of that squash family, yeah, I think you're coming off Halloween. You just got your face into one when you're carving it as a kid. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. as a kid. Yeah. So that taste, like that's my context of pumpkin. Is just like I'm used to just putting a, a cheap dull knife to it. And that aroma is just in your face while you're scraping all the seeds out. So you were scarred as a child. Not necessarily <laughs> scarred, just too used to that flavor and then being followed up with a mediocre store-bought one. Yeah. Like the comp, the one-two punch of those two things. Yeah. Maybe be like, eh. And I didn't have as much sweet potato pie as being younger, but every time I did, I enjoyed it. So... And I think it's because of the fluff. Maybe. I'm a big... My Comey, my Comey uh, dinner had a chamomile marshmallow, and it was pretty damn nice, good. Nice, nice. What about you, Dime Peace? I mean, for me, it's sweet potato. I mean, I would actually get rid of sweet potato and pumpkin pie, because I don't give a shit about either one. <laughs> Notice none of us talked about pecan, because I think that's a guarantee pecan keeper. Pecan is fucking fire, dude. Pecan pie is the best. Well, yeah. we, have to, we have to remember what the other main ingredient is. It's butter pecan pie. I and add whiskey to my butter. Pump. What the? Ooh, fuck? I put I add whiskey to my. Hey, now we're gonna turn it nice and low. <laughs> very wet, very white. <laughs> but I, 
you guys all know how I feel about pumpkin season, pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, well, that was an older show's topic, yes. <clears throat> I'm no basic bitch. <laughs> but dime piece. I, the only pumpkin I like is that Hakka. We all yeah, talked about yeah. those pump, uh, salted egg yolk pumpkin fries. That's the only way I like pumpkin. What? You know where I like one of my most recent... Can we do a quick round table of <laughs> where... A round pie? Well, a round pie of... Your favorite one of the three and where you got it at. Oh, I'm not as much of a dessert person, though. So every great time I've had it, it's maybe been at a family thing. Uh, a relative may have made it. Um, I don't know if I could actually call on like an establishment, like through recent memory, that I could call up on cue. But if you guys do, go for it. I've never had sweet potato pie, but I know I would get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. But where did you have a good pecan or a good pumpkin pie? Uh, well, I think I make a really good pumpkin. I mean, a uh, pecan pie. Shout out. Uh, amp one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so that's the dessert I usually make at my family Thanksgiving uh, event. And um, one night, my brother and I we stayed up late drinking whiskey. some Japanese, yes, whiskey. whiskey. And uh, I, I have a really good go-to flaky pie crust that I do for my savories and my sweets. And uh, my mom's, my mom when she when I moved to uh, the house, she rebuilt the second floor as her like suite. <laughs> And so she came down and she cut a little sliver of my pecan pie and then she ate it. She went back upstairs and she did that like four times. Oh, you told me the story. And I was like, mom, why don't you cut yourself a proper piece? And she's like, no, 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 no. I, I just want a little bit. I just want to taste it. I was like, you tasted it four times, lady. What are you doing? <laughs> just cut yourself a proper piece. Take the whole pie, mom. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. She was like, this is really good. The only thing about pecan pie when you make it is it's expensive. Pecans are not cheap to buy. I, I had no idea because I don't fuck with pecan, but um, <laughs> butter, a, I'm sure, is expensive too. Butter's butter. cheap. Pecans are very expensive to buy. So if you're going to make a, a pecan pie, or if someone is bringing a pecan pie to your holiday party, that person is... Is, is balling. Is not, not or is like, a saint. Or is a saint. It's like, a damn, a little brush off the shoulder, exactly. right? Exactly. If someone's bringing a pecan pie to your party... They care. They care. They like, <laughs> yeah. they yeah. like yeah. you. They didn't just go buy a pie because they're just trying to do a cheat way out. They actually like you. Yeah, yeah. So would a peanut pie be like... A cheap pie. pie. <laughs> it's like a substitute to pecan because you're doing. You you're got pecans are expensive. Can't pecans are like the Rolls Royce of, I know, of nuts. So <laughs> would you be able to do an almond pie or a peanut pie? I'd get into it or a mixed a mixed variety. A macadamia a, pie. A, 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 oh, macadamias are expensive. So hazelnuts are expensive. Did you guys know that um, one of my favorite pies at Momofuku is? The shit crack pie. Oh, I have had that. It's quite. Have good. you had the crack pie? I have had it. It's pie quite is good. good. And if you guys know what St. Louis is known for, do you guys know what St. Louis is known for? Besides the obvious answer of barbecue, uh, or bar ribs. Well, Pappy's is crack. Frozen custard is crack. That's why I went to St. Louis. Um, but it, their ooey gooey pie, which is a butter pie, it's like butter pecan <laughs> without the pecans. What? Yes. That sounds too intense for me. No, it shit is fire. And that's what crack pie is based on. Okay, so that gets ahead of my answer. So since Dime Piece and I didn't have a go-to yeah. for a pie like recommendation like you asked, is that your, yeah. is that your answer for your go-to? My go-to- For pie. Would be butter pecan, yeah. It would be mine because it has the good body. And where I would get it at is Mission Pie. 
Mission Pie makes good pies. Mission Pie makes dope pies. Yeah, I mean, it's it's either butter pecan or banana cream. Yes, I would have Postmates deliver me a slice of banana cream pie from Mission Pie. Would it collapse by the time it no. gets to you? Because I when, I when I lived in the Castro, it was pretty close. Oh, enough. yeah, it was yeah, close yeah enough. that's close. But here, it would be a little different. Yeah, here you're having like banana cream pie soup. <laughs> Which it, ta- it tastes the same, just the texture will be all off. I yeah, love yeah. banana cream pie so much. You know, you know what's slightly better than the Mission banana cream pie? Since we we shifted off of the three and out, or what, what was that? It's just pie talk right now. It's okay, pie, pie talk. Tartine's banana cream pie is it. fucking fire. I'm, it's so good. I'm still hung up on how great the croissants are. I Can I tell you why it's fucking fire? Can we talk about tartine? OG tartine is way better than manufactured. I, I don't many- fuck with manufactured. I don't fuck with manufactured. I haven't gone yet. Uh, I, am I, OG. I don't like getting ripped off by $16 sandwiches at tartine manufacturing. And then I get this crab sandwich that's the size of my hand and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> yeah I'm not down for that kind I'm of shit I'm not down with the manufacturing but OG Tartine OG Tartine stand has in my the, heart stand in the line for 15-20 minute Tartine yeah that yes. the Gougeres so, the, the walnut chocolate chip cookies my favorite the so the reason pie. yeah oh. the reason why I could talk about the banana cream pie is because I had that shit today oh man oh. I had Where? that shit today my lady's birthday so her friend brought it as the birthday cake. That's a proper birthday. I'd rather it's have birth- a fucking legit birthday cake, birthday pie. Birthday pie versus birthday cake. That's and not a bad trade off. Expensive as fuck. The last birthday cake I got was yeah. a tartine. A tartine one. A banana cream pie one. Okay, so let me break this shit down for you. <laughs> not only do they do an amazing cream. And they probably use some organic ass bananas, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. probably good, better than. It's very proper San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they still do the their house made whip on top. But what they do that's fucking special is they coat the crust with dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I haven't had it. I haven't made they it that far coat, yet. They coat the crust with dark chocolate, and then on top of the dark chocolate, they put a burnt caramel layer. Uh. And now you're fucking fucked at that point. And that and so what when when they do that it keeps the vehicle from staying pretty strong because the it's got pudding, layers. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. pudding is not saturating the crust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you create that layer but also now you're fucking with the senses. <laughs> you, have, you have salt, you have sweet and then you have fuck, butter and I love flaky all of these things. And the coldness of the. Yeah. Oh, so you heard good. it from the king of sweets. Of, I forgot yeah. the way you actually did the title, but you yeah, heard it yeah. from if, this, if, this guy. If, if we could create a segment, where's your go to places for sweets? Yeah. Uh, that would be one of them is going to Tartine and getting the banana cream pie. If you can get it. If I if you could get it. Because it, it, it sells out yeah, quick. Yeah. So where, get in line early. And where do I go for uh, ice cream? Because frozen custards like ice cream. I go to Mr. and Mrs. Miscellaneous. Yes. That, that shit was, is fucking fire. I that's love my those number people. one ice cream place. And I told you this yeah, when we first met. Oh, wah, wah, wah. You're number two because you don't have a shop. But now that's going to change. To. That's going to change. Wah, wah, wah. Mr. Miscellaneous is my favorite ice cream shop. Can I, can I tell you about a flavor that I'm going to create, though? What? For the shop. 
are we getting are we getting a are we getting a release drop i'm about to leak this shit it's an exclusive drop right now and this is on our lowly little or on our very little pod yo 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 check this because this was inspired by my trip to asia last year it's gonna be a matcha white chocolate rocky road fucking fire (laughs) (laughs) fucking fire you heard you heard it first here on our pod let us know how you feel about pies in the comments and matcha rocky road how you will feel about it when it comes out i already have some feels about it but i'll see when we really get it out you love it because there's marshmallow in it fucking marshmallow lover over here i'm in there we're all up about that but yeah, thank you, Jason. Yeah, for being thanks for show. having me, guys. This was amazing. And uh, get at me. Yeah, you know, I'm an open person. I'm of a public profile, so get at me. <laughs> public profile. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to episode six, aka Drake episode. Um, this wraps up our show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy. Thanksgiving. We're one day away from Thanksgiving. May or you may or may not put hot Cheetos on your turkey. <laughs> um, I'm curious to know what is your favorite um, thing that you ate, and so please let us know and comment on our what are we SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, IG, IG. Instagram, kind of a Facebook. We're just trying to be everywhere. Yeah, let us know what your favorite um, part of Thanksgiving is. I know mine is the stuffing, which yeah. I'm going to be the one making. <laughs> so yeah, Dime Piece, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? I. I'm home. I'm going to go home. Nice. Um, Just hold on. You're going home. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wait, so remember a couple years ago when that guy said the Starbucks Drake hands guy? Wait, what? (laughs) You don't know about this story? No. So a few years ago, this guy met this girl at Starbucks and got her number. And then he he said nothing but sent a video of him, like, doing this weird hand thing over his face with that song. Okay. And my sister met him at a restaurant. Her, <laughs> it was her server at some restaurant in LA. Small world. But yeah, we'll ha- I'll show it to you. <laughs> it's really good. Sounds like you already have a lot on your plate for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Actually, what's kind of what's going to be neat this year is that my little big brother's super into cooking now, and oh, so I'm going to have to. Uh, Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Like divvy up some of the sides with him. So I usually take care of all the sides, and my mom will do the turkey. Seems I haven't been home for Thanksgiving in the last couple of years, and so seems like Daniel's been making the main. So he might. I don't know. I don't know if my mom's gonna like give that up to him. She mm. always complains that like, oh, I do all this work, blah 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 blah, but she wants to do all of it. Well, I guess we'll we'll see on your recap uh, when we come back to you guys after this holiday. Yeah, Thanksgiving's my favorite, mm-hmm. and uh, you are not gonna be here for Thanksgiving. I'm skipping town. Actually, skipping across the pond. You're like, bye, America. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get in all that. I'm going to another state where they speak English. (laughs) Another (laughs) country. Another really big island. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to the UK. Um, going for a soccer game. But I made a couple reservations at some really cool places. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, if any of our listeners are from over there, I'm open to any recommendations, um, any suggestions, or even if you want to meet up, I have some free time. Uh, I'll be in Brighton. I'll be in London, and I'll be in Manchester. Um, if any of those ring a bell to you that you're down for, slide through the DMs or let me know. Um, I'd be super into whatever you got to send me to. I guess I got to go pack. Um, I don't have much more time, so I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll be back in two weeks. Yep. Take care, guys. You see what I did there? Oh, take- <laughs> <laughs> what? Take care. Take care. Take care. Flames, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
See, that's where I don't believe in like, all children are beautiful. No, <laughs> newborns look like fucking aliens. Do not post a picture until they're at least three months old. They also look like the <laughs>